Hello! <laughs> oh, it's so good to be back. Happy New Year 2019. We are deep in the throes of January. When did that happen? Um, and I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. And I'm sorry that I've been slacking on content a little bit, uh, but I have been just kind of going within and realizing what I want to bring to you all and to the world and all that good stuff. So um, today's podcast is a funny one. It actually happened a while ago. Um, and I'm going to tell you about how just deep perfectionism runs and how it looks so different and it's sneaky. It is a sneaky biscuit, that perfectionism. So let me set the stage for you. In late 2018, probably early December, late November, I was like, all right, well, I should start thinking about resolutions. And for the fact, um, I am actually a fan of resolutions because I believe that resolutions are a sign that you still believe in magic and you still believe in yourself. And the folks that like don't set goals or don't you know, set resolutions or anything like that make me kind of sad because I'm like, oh man, if you knew the power of an executed resolution, you would be setting resolutions every single day. And the one thing that I do not like about resolutions is that we don't start them right away. So we think that like this magical ball is going to drop and 2019 is going to be here and all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I am changing the world now because of this magical day. And while there is so much magic in the beginning of a new year, there's more magic in starting immediately. So that's the one hookup that I get with like resolutions where I'm like, oh, you know, just start today. Like don't say on Monday or tomorrow or next year or after my birthday or whatever your, you know, magical timeline in your head is, start today. Um, and so in late 2019, I started setting my goals and kind of like ones that are personally fulfilling um, for my business, for my career, my relationships. Um, and one of them, so I'll give you a few of them. So one of them is to get to know my husband better, um, which sounds funny, right? Like, Obviously, people are always evolving, and for me, I get so caught up in everything else that's bright and shiny and new, and I believe and I understand that a good marriage, an exceptional marriage, takes work. And so for me, I was like, how can I show up better for Ryan in 2019? And one of them is starting to read this book that he's always recommended to so many people that I've just never taken the time to read, and so I'm reading that. It's called Quiet, um, and I am definitely the extrovert in our relationship he is for sure the introvert. And I know that I need to find ways in order to understand him and respect him better with his introversion and like giving him ways where he can process and feel heard and seen. And so um, that's one one of my resolutions for 2019 is to make Ryan just feel understood and take more effort and time to understand him as a person so I can love him in ways that he needs to be loved and have his cup filled. And so that's one of them. Another resolution is to collaborate with amazing humans. And so I actually started the New Age Tools group that's already been finished. And I plan on doing that more in the future, like reaching out to amazing women in these kind of like spirituality and coaching spaces and collaborating with them in big and small ways. And so it's a really big goal of mine. And I set my three words for the year, which are magic, community and alchemy. And alchemy kind of um, kind of wraps in magic and community a little bit like the, the definition of it is a C seemingly magical process of transformation. And that's what I am all about. And that's why I'm like, I mean, I talked about it in a past episode being like, I'm not a health coach. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a, none of that really felt right. And when I said I'm a life alchemy coach, like that made so much sense to me. And the fact that like alchemy is this transformation and it's not, it's not like, 
one thing. You're not going to just drop weight and that's the only thing that's going to change in your life or change your job or start your side hustle or get a handle on your social media presence. Like that, all those things have such ripple effects that it's like this seemingly magical transformation where you're like, man, I was focusing on losing weight, but holy crap, I'm a nicer person. I have more energy. I'm better for my family. And it's this entire process of transformation. It's what I'm super passionate about creating and giving to my clients and to the people that I inspire on the internets. So my last, uh, not my last goal, but one of my other goals that I'm going to talk about now is um, the goal of taking a bath once a week. And that sounds super funny. Like, I don't know. And I, I had to really sit with my goals and be like, are these things that I really want? Or am I just like romanticizing like what I think they should be? You know, like for me last year, a goal was to run a marathon. That never happened um, because I found out that I hate running. And I reminded myself that running hurts. Even when I was in peak physical condition, better than I've ever been, um, running still was just not not the thing my body loved. And so, um, so I, and I realized I was doing it for external motivation and not necessarily something internal that I was like really driven by. So my goal of taking a bath, it's a real one. And the reason why I love that goal is because I just love like fancy bath stuff, eh? Like cool Epsom salts, essential oils, putting some crystals in the bath. That just feels so good to me. It's part of like that routine and ritual that I really love. Um, It also allows me to not do anything. And that's where I'm going to set the stage here. So Again, I love the ideas of bath. There's were a couple of reasons why I never took them at our house. First, our water heater is too small to fill our jacuzzi tub all the way. So you have to do it in like two sessions. So you can fill it for like 10 minutes straight. And then you have to like pause for 20, 25 minutes while the water heater heats the water back up. And then you can fill it to the top. So that's been a deterrent. I've just gotten over that where I'm like, okay, I'm going to fill it, set a timer. Then when the water starts going a little bit colder, turn it off, like read a book, enjoy that process of the bath even filling, and then fill the rest of it up to where it needs to be. So I've gotten over that mentally. The second issue that I had with like not taking baths is that it gets cold. Like when you get out of the bath, it's freaking cold. And that's the worst. I hate I hate being cold. Um, there's this thing that my husband has done, and I've seen other people, like Tony Robbins does it, called cryotherapy, where essentially you, like, freeze yourself for two minutes. I don't think that if I did that, I would ever thaw. Like, I don't think I would ever feel warmth again if I intentionally froze myself. Or, like, ice baths or, you know, turning the shower on to cold for a couple minutes before you get out of the shower. Like, nothing sounds worse to me than doing that. And I get there's, like emotional benefits and like physical benefits of all of that. I am just, that's not a way I'm going to benefit my life. So I hated getting out of the bath because it's freaking cold. So when I, and I'm saying so a lot, sorry about that. I'm working on like realizing what language I use and try to like perfect it. And I know I, I say like a lot. So just catch me on that and like enjoy it for the rest of the episode as you notice it now. So the idea of a bath, um, for me, it was time to reflect getting cool bath products, crystals in the water. It's so appealing. And I love that it forces me to do nothing. It's dangerous to have your phone near the water. And I really haven't figured out how to read without getting the pages of a book wet. So it kind of just forces me to sit and be. And that's something that I'm working on more. It's like channeling more energy, being more present, just being able to see what am I feeling in my body? What are my mind and my thoughts doing? And a bath is going to be a really gorgeous way of doing that. Plus you get really cool bath products. So when I set this goal, 
It was early December, and I acted immediately, and I got the pretty bath products, the crystals that are safe for water. For me, I have a giant amethyst chunk, an ametrine chunk, and a rose quartz. Um, you can do other ones that are safe for bath water, too, depending on your intention. But for me, it was really that that were the three. And as I was preparing for it, I posted on social media, and I look at it, I found the quote, and it was like, hey, who out there takes and loves baths? What do you do during them? What cool things do you use during them? I posted it, and then I had this thought of like, Jennifer, what is wrong with you? And I felt that that perfection coming back in. Like, what do you do in a bath? For me, I was seeking that external validation. I was afraid that I'd either be like taking a bath wrong or missing out on something I should be experiencing. And that's where I was like, nope, pause, stop. Like, am I looking for validation that I'm doing this correctly? Am I just showing off that I'm doing baths and they're going to be wonderful? And for me, it was kind of that, like, that trying to find the perfect way to do it, to have a bath, to like have, I don't want the FOMO that other people are out there enjoying baths and like, I'm doing it incorrectly. So that was my like check. And it was like, okay, I need to not be so focused on this perfectionism and on like stop it stopping me from taking action or while I'm taking action, feel like I'm missing out on something. I'm a huge fan of messy, imperfect action and starting now instead of starting when it feels like it's perfect. And I really have been trying to listen to myself when I'm overthinking or holding back, trying to do something perfectly. And the reason why is because you can't do anything perfectly, okay, ever. You just can't. It's, it's, it's impossible because perfect really is defined by the individual. So for me, when I'm riding a bike, if I just don't fall, like that's perfect. I'm not great at riding a bike. Turns make me nervous, especially when there's like the sand on the road and all of that. So perfect for me riding a bike is like, hey, I started riding the bike. I didn't fall during riding the bike. I got off the bike totally unharmed. Perfect. Whereas for other people, they might be like, no, I'm a Tour de France person. Like that's not perfect for me. So perfect is defined by the individual. And B, we're always learning and changing and developing. And so if you try to do something perfectly, especially as you're just starting, it's going to look so funny. And I look back at like the old videos that I used to do or things I used to post or even this podcast, how it's really developed. And it makes me go like, wow, like you can laugh at yourself. And if you come to life with that kind of exuberance and joy and just being like, yep, that was ridiculous. Like looking back at old junior high photos, right? It's kind of that thing where we all accept that we were ridiculous in junior high and had horrible haircuts and horrible clothing and all the things that we used to think were so funny and cool and like wearing or doing or listening to are now ridiculous. And if you go into any new thing, understanding that most likely the first time you try it, you're going to suck at it. And you can laugh about that instead of having shame or guilt or that FOMO of like, oh, am I doing this right? Am I, am I missing out on something? So my charge to you this week is to do the thing. Don't hold back. Don't try to be perfect. Just do it. Mess it up. Skin your knees. Laugh about it and do it again. And this takes a lot of effort and energy for some people because you may have feel like you're always being judged, whether the judgment is external or internal. You may feel like if you don't do it perfectly, you're not doing it quote unquote right. And that's where I want you to do it. Got it? Like good. Just go and go and freaking do it. Don't hold back. Don't try to be perfect. Do it. Mess up. Skin your knees. Laugh about it and do it again. And take messy action. 
that's my goal for you is to take messy action and laugh at your perfectionist tendencies or that thing, that little voice in your head that's like, oh my God, this feels really dumb. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Shut that voice up and tell you, tell it that you're just going to keep doing it anyways because you want to do it and you can do it imperfectly. Cool. So that's how I almost ruined an amazing bath. And that's my lesson for you in perfectionism. So on to our last pieces of business here today, our new age tool of the week. So I already talked about the benefits of saging your home and kind of just like that mental clarity, cleansing energy, removing stuck energy. Um, If anything like really stressful happens in a room, you have a fight with your partner or an argument with your kid or whatever, like if if your energy is feeling stuck, sage it. Um, And you can use Palo Santo as well. It's a really good one. And there are sprays you can use too if you don't want to use the actual fire. And actually, I was using um, a spray up until recently when I found this hack. So my hack is to not use the bundle of sage. When you buy sage, typically it comes in like a big bundle wrapped up. Sometimes it has flowers and like pine needles or lavender or whatever with it. So for me, I was like, oh. And the issue that I have with that is that two issues. It's really hard to extinguish and the amount of smoke that it creates sets off my fire alarm. And I don't want to go up and unhook our fire alarm every single time this happens. So my tip for you is to not use the bundle of sage. So tear off a leaf or two, and small is fine, like two inches long is great. Grab whatever your thing is, so your like glass container or your um, shell that you're using to to hold the ashes so you don't burn your finger while you're holding it. Light it like incense. Get the smoke going and then sage the area. And it's way easier when you have like one sprig of sage or one like kind of smaller splinter of Palo Santo to make it last longer, number one, and you can extinguish it easier. So again, it also doesn't set up our fire alarm. So I can do it daily in my office and it's not an overwhelming smell of smoke that maybe my husband and kid don't really want to smell, but it also doesn't set up the fire alarm. Bonus round. So that's my new age tool of the week and my new age tip. And then how I'm up-leveling my mindset. Uh, So, you know, again, I'm going to talk about in a second here, the morning routine is key to your lives, my friends. If you don't have a solid morning routine, you're missing out. And I will not shame you about it because I know that you want a better life. That's why you listen to this podcast. But for me, part of my morning routine is using um, the Rachel Hollis Start Today Journal. You know I'm a huge junkie of Rachel Hollis. I think she's amazing. And I can't wait to see her in person in June at the RISE conference here in Minneapolis. How cool is that? Um, And I snagged her Start Today Journal. And currently, I think it's sold out, but there's more coming soon. And I love adding it to my morning ritual. So if you watch her videos... (coughs) Excuse me. You will see that um, she actually talks about the process of how to do it. So you don't need the start today journal. You can do it on a piece of paper or a blank, you know, notebook or whatever. The process essentially is that you write five things you're grateful for and then 10 dreams you have. But when you write these dreams or goals or things that you want to accomplish, you write them as if they've already happened. So instead of like, I want to live in my dream home, I want to meet the man of my dreams, I want to have a million dollars, you say, I live in my dream home, I'm married to the man of my dreams, I have a million dollars in my bank. And it's not just the process of like, uh, like checking out when you're mentally writing these things. But you feel into it. So like, as I'm writing them, I, I, I write, I want to, I, I live in my dream home and neighborhood is one of my, my um, goals that I write down. And when I'm writing it, before I even write it, I think it in my head and I pause and I visualize what that looks like. So it's really putting like the emotion behind it instead of just like, because you write it essentially the same 10 things until they become true. 
over and over and over every single day. So it's really easy to become rote about it where you're like, I live in my dream home. I live in my dream home. But you want to every time take a pause, think about it, visualize it, write it down, put some emotion behind it. And when you're done writing it, look at those words and feel that, like feel that you live in your dream home and you are manifesting your dream home. Cool. So the start today journal, again, you can go and find, I'm sure on YouTube or on her page, there's like videos that describe what it actually is, but that's basically what it is. So, um, and then at the bottom, you write one goal that you're going to work towards now in order to make those come true. So it's really awesome. Check it out. You'll love it. The last thing I want to remind you is that Craft Your Mindful Morning is here. It is a self-study course. You get a sweet step-by-step video done by me that talks about how and what I do during my morning routine. It walks you step-by-step. And then you get journal prompts that you can figure out where you're at, how you feel about it currently, what you want, and what you really want to feel. And those are delivered to you via email. And it's 47 bucks and 47 cents because you you know I love repeating numbers, those angel numbers, 4747. So super cheap. You can get in on it. It's valued at over like $400 based on all the content that I'm going to be giving you. So if you go to my website, craftyourlifecoaching.com slash mindful morning, you'll be able to get more information about that. But if you, my friend, are a snooze addict, or you are running to your car in an adrenaline fueled haze every single morning, or you're late for work always, or you just want some freaking time to yourself to like really just like ground yourself or do your meditation or get your workout in or journal or read or whatever your thing is that you crave out of your mornings, Mindful Morning will help you get there. So check it out, 47 bucks, 47 cents. You got it. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to help you craft your Mindful Morning because it's going to change your life. And that's my goal, alchemy, a magical process of transformation. As always, you can find me at crafterlifecoaching.com. I can't wait to help you craft your life. And remember, it's your life, you guys, not your mom's, not your dodgy Aunt Susie's life, yours. So yank that hand back, put it on your heart, listen to what it says, and craft your life. And I'll see you next time.